Hi, this is Ellen Andrea, and you're listening to MASH Podcast. Today, coming to you from Munich, Germany. I really enjoy the MASH platform because of its interdisciplinary approach. And that's what we have in common. Um, my art advisory, I am International Arts Management, delivers bespoke art and culture concepts to companies, thus connecting art, architecture, and design to promote brands and to fill them, yeah, with personality. I'm very honored to do this MASH podcast and be part of its growing community, supporting such a cross-disciplinary approach to creativity and supporting artists, especially since I've had a very special connection to India over many years. And today I'm delighted to speak to you about connecting art and business, and especially about my projects in India. So Indian contemporary artists have long entered the international market. Uh, prominent examples are Subodh Gupta, Anwar Kanwar, Bharti Kher, who bring together Indian traditions and crafts, philosophy and politics to create really powerful contemporary works, which are recognized worldwide. And Indian galleries such as Nature Mort represents a generation of Indian artists who have gone on to international exposure. And India, on the other hand, is also embracing more Western art. Excellent international galleries are participating in the India Art Fair. A gallerist I interact with, Ashwin Tadani, uh, who is the head of Gallery Issa in Mumbai, promotes international artists, especially German artists, for example. There are many Indian collectors with a good eye for high-quality art, like Shalini Passi, Kiran Nadar, and Faroz Gujral, to name some of the amazing women in a strong community of Indian collectors and art supporters. And they all make art more accessible to a broader public. And this integration of art into public consciousness and fostering dialogues with art in public spaces has always been very important in my career. In my first job as first-class brand manager at Lufthansa German Airlines, I was able to integrate my passion for art and design in unique details that made travel a truly individual experience. The main focus was to redesign the first-class cabin with a flat bed, but looking into what people, travelers, wanted, uh, we were able to create a stylish cocoon, uh, retaining the fresh red rose, for example, as a symbol of hospitality. We had bedware by Palo Paloma Picasso and highly individualized service. And this product flew for about 15 years. The worldwide launch of this new Lufthansa flagship was an artistic concept combining dance, design, and even aromas. At that time, in 1998, companies were just beginning to look toward the integration of art design and soft marketing. The roadshow began in India, and that was my first trip to Chennai, New Delhi, and Mumbai, my first encounter with an amazing country, and I was enchanted and hooked to it. And through 
friends and business, I kept going back. From Lufthansa, I went to BMW as head of international events and sponsoring, as well as the brand centers. And here again, I was able to integrate art exhibitions with international artists into the BMW brand program. Even before my art studies in Paris, artists has always been a great inspiration for me. And for BMW, we worked with artists such as Marie-Jo Lafontaine, Noritoshi Hirakawa, Fabrizio Plessy, and ultimately James Turrell. They all had a connection to innovation, working with uh, different technological ideas, and we were able to integrate this uh, in the exhibitions in the so-called BMW Pavilion. And during the creation of each exhibition, I visited the artists in their studios. I spent a lot of time with them. I valued each discussion, and they taught me to view various perspectives. I really learned to see more intensely. Representing a major corporation, I had to look after the company goals and the brand values, of course. But at the same time, I knew I had to protect the integrity of the artist and their art. I recognized that a sort of mediator between artist and company was a niche that I could fill very well. So after the amazing light installation by James Turrell at the BMW Brand Center in Munich, uh, which uh, was on view for about a year, I began working on my career in art and founded IM International Arts Management in 2007. So by that time, I had a good network of artists, and I felt that more and more companies wanted to collaborate with artists to expand their brand personality through art. They were very early days, and I have to say I just went for it, maybe a bit naively, but it has been a truly uh, wonderful journey. So James Terrell uh, had played a big role in my decision, and I was lucky enough a couple of years later um, to visit uh, Terrell's Rodin Crater, um, an unprecedented large-scale artwork um, in the desert in Arizona near, near Flagstaff. And it really represents the culmination of the artist's lifelong research in the field of human visual and psychological perception. So a client wanted to, do, uh, to buy a work of uh, James for a public building, and the architect and I had a privilege of a private tour of the crater on the occasion of the winter solstice. It was truly magic. And the crater is not open to the public, only to clients and collectors. Uh, funnily enough, last year, Kanye West bought a sky space created by James, so recently, three jets with the Kardashian family flew in to visit the site. So art is definitely entering a more public space, um, a more social space. I am also sources art for architectural projects. Such, such a project brought me to India once again. Uh, the entrepreneur and collector Manish Maker uh, integrates Indian and international contemporary art in his development project, Maker Maxity, which is a complex of office buildings, a shopping mall, and hotels in Bandra Kurla uh, in Mumbai. 
I met Manisha at the India Artware through uh, uh, the gallerist uh, Sunita of Gallery SKE a few years ago. And at that time, I was doing interviews for my publication, Why Art, in which I interviewed corporate leaders on why they engage with art, why they support art projects within their company. And I asked Manish to talk about his motivation to integrate art into his business complex. He'd already done wonderful installations in his office lobbies with artists such as Hema Upadai, Sudarshan Shetty, and Shirinvasa Prasad. Um, and he's interested in the discussion on art and architecture and how art influences space and design, as well as the conceptual meaning of the art. Um, as I do, he also enjoys the personal collaboration with the artists. Being from real estate, engineering, and an architectural background, he has access to technology resources, and he can realize the works with the artists from the concept right up to the installation and maintenance. Manish's art installations are based on curatorial ideas around Mumbai and the interpretations of the changing nature of the city and urban regeneration. Some of the pieces even reflect on its uh, cinematic history. The land was uh, a former um, drive-in theater, one of the biggest screens in Asia. And while talking about this project, Manish expressed great interest in European and American artists. So he had already worked with Eva Schlegel from Austria and the Swedish artist Gunilla Klingberg. But we decided to do some exploring together. And um, we literally did a whirlwind trip visiting studios in Europe. We started in Antwerp, went via Berlin, Vienna, and London uh, in about five days. And as a result, uh, the Belgian artist Arne Quincy built a 15-meter sculpture at the entrance of the mall of Macker Maxity. Susanna Rottenbacher, a light artist from Berlin, created a work um, associating to the role of film for the sculpture garden and um, Grimanessa Amoros, uh, a New York artist, did a ceiling installation of rays of golden light reminiscent of the intertwining electric cables in the streets of Mumbai on the shopping mall ceiling. And also the British artist Alex Chinnick, who does incredible public architectural interventions, will be part of the complex with a surprising sculpture. So stay tuned. Um, Maker is of the firm belief that art is not a marketing activity. It's quite the opposite, he says, because there is no financial gain in creating the art, and nor does it result in a measurable greater gain or return on investment. But the intangible benefits of art motivate him, such as giving back to the city, creating an engaging work environment, and enhancing the experience of living and working in the complex by opening up art spaces to the public. Needless to say, Manish's interview is part of the ongoing interview series I did on companies uh, like Illy, Swatch, Kensel, BMW, Absolute Vodka, and uh, just recently Swarovski. And they all express the importance of supporting artists on an international level. 
um, through corporate initiatives that utilize the power of art to communicate their brand values, companies have taken over a unique role in the art world, promoting art projects and forming stunning collections for public viewing. Uh, in the fashion world, designers have always collaborated with artists. Think of Elsa Schiaparelli and Salvador Dali creating the famous lobster dress and the skeleton dress in, in 1939. Dali also designed a jewelry collection with Schiaparelli. Yves Saint Laurent was inspired by Mondrian, and Andy Warhol brought art into fashion and popular culture, just as Man Ray uh, changed the face of fashion photography. Designers make art wearable, and this concept is stronger than ever today. Louis Vuitton's handbags by Yo-Yo Kazama, for example, or Murakami, they're highly sought after. They're also collector's items. And why not? It's all about the creative process. Some art historians and academic curators criticize these trends. They want to keep art in the museum and in a closed environment. Um, I don't necessarily believe in this. Uh, today I read an article about ger the German photographer Thomas Demand, who did an artwork in his signature style for Prada. He rebuilds existing images out of cardboard and photographs them and then destroys the sculpture, the art piece. And for Prada spring window displays, um, he... Uh, created a colorful sequence of blossoming cherry trees that celebrates the arrival of springs. So the journalist criticized the fact that such a, rever a revered artist degraded his work by putting it into a commercial environment. In an interview, Thomas Damond emphasized that he's placing art into our everyday world and not behind the high walls of the museum. He he adds intelligence to the experience of looking, the concept of time, and the realization that everything is ephemeral, and especially fashion is ephemeral. My company has worked with several luxury brands on their art programs. Um, specifically interesting um, was the development of the Rolls-Royce art program. Uh, we started out with, with artist talks, which took place at international art fairs. Um, Rolls-Royce invited clients and protect, uh, potential customers to events with uh, artists such as Ervin Vorm, John Armlater, Ian Cheng, for example. Uh, they wanted to interact with the art world, and um, that was a, a good way to get this process started. And um, at the beginning, I even considered looking at artists who might own a Rolls-Royce. And I thought of Karl Lagerfeld. So um, I asked a friend, Sabine Langen, who had shown his work at the Langen Foundation near Dusseldorf, how she had contacted him. And she advised me to give his uh, publisher and longtime collaborator, Gerhard Steidl, um, a call. He does the highest quality printing of art books, and he's also a curator, and he did all the print work for Chanel and Fendi, for example. So I got all my courage together, and I called him, and uh, he, he said, well, uh, then write Carl a letter. So I took him seriously. I sat down one morning, and I wrote a letter on fine Italian paper and black ink, and 
asked him if he would be interested in doing an artist talk and an exhibition at uh, the headquarters of Rolls-Royce Motorcars in Chichester in England. And we were in Italy at the time. My husband thought I was out of my mind because I even sent this letter off from Italy. But two weeks later, around midnight, uh, I got a phone call. And when I answered it, uh, Steidel just said, he'll do it. So, um, yeah, it was the beginning of a, of a beautiful project. It resulted in abstract photographs of Carl's own Rolls-Royce automobiles, two of them. He did the shooting in the south of France. And he actually came to the Rolls-Royce headquarters in November, did an artist talk for about 100 invited guests. And he himself was greatly interested in the, in the factory and uh, the fact that the cars were handmade. And um, he spent the whole afternoon and he, he was truly an impressive uh, an inspiring personality. So we still work with Gerhard Steidel. Um, he is uh, constructing a new space for contemporary art, uh, the Kunsthaus Göttingen, which will show photography, works on paper, and new media on 800 square meters in the old town of Göttingen and their um, culture sector. The architecture of the building was was carefully created to fit a medieval old town of Göttingen, quoting the traditional facades, but with a modern twist. And Göttingen is only 30 kilometers from Kassel, the site of the Documenta. So I'm sure it will quickly establish itself on the international art map. So going back to Rolls-Royce, we continued to develop the project based on two principles. One was to enhance the Rolls-Royce brand, to do artist talks and exhibitions, uh, installations in their showrooms in order for Rolls-Royce to interact with new target groups. Uh, we even did art drives uh, to different museums and different art spaces and artist studios around, around Europe and even China so that the customers could uh, experience the product, but at the same time have a different content and to get the dialogue going. On the other hand, Rolls-Royce wanted to give back to the art world. So we reverted to a quote by Sir Henry Royce, inspire greatness. Rolls-Royce thus invited artists to do a commissioned work, a project that they have always wanted to realize, but for some reason was not possible. And the most important element of this commission is that the artist has the complete artistic freedom. So uh, Rolls-Royce covered the production costs and uh, had the right to show this piece of art uh, for one year around the world on different occasions. And uh, we concentrated on video works, which was an additional link to Rolls-Royce craftsmanship, but also uh, technology. And um, uh, one of the commissions was with Sudarshan Shetty. And each artist would come to Goodwood to uh, visit the factory. And Sudarshan came and uh, developed a concept in which craftsmanship and um, innovation uh, played a role 
and creativity. And he also made a film. So he explored the new dimensions and expanded scope of his work by using new methods of filming whilst conveying a narrative of a popular South Indian folktale. The film, A Story, A Song, is about communication and the spirit of innovation. If you have a song, you must sing it. It's in you and it must come out and every story must be told. So just like an artist must create. The sculptures and the video works combine old and new com components corresponding to the essence of Rolls-Royce, whose experience and expert craftsmanship blend with cutting-edge technology. So it results in the creation of motor cars, which represent the very best of human information, uh, innovation, but also craftsmanship. So Sudarshan and I really enjoyed this project. We um, uh, had a quite a fun uh, automobile experience and that we were dropped off at the Tate Modern in a Rolls-Royce and picked up again uh, to visit the Bhupan Kakar exhibition uh, at that time. Other commissions with vid video artists were completed with Isaac Julian. Um, this was presented as a collaborative event at the Venice Biennale in 2017. The work Stones Against Diamond is based on the life story and work of artist, designer, architect, and curator Lina Bobardi. Isaac had been wanting to realize this film for over 10 years. Um, the filming of the 40-minute video was done in an ice cave in Iceland. And such a bubble in a glacier is hard to find, number one, and it actually disappeared shortly after the filming was completed. So this multi-screen work of five screens uh, initially was mounted on plimps, which was how Lena Bobardi exhibited as an art curator. And that was shown at the Palazzo Malpiero in Venice. Then the work traveled on uh, to Basel for Art Basel as a 10 screen installation in the Elizabeth Cathedral during Art Basel. And then it was expanded to 15 screens for the presentation at Art Basel Miami Beach. So the Rolls-Royce art program supported the production of the works and, uh, as I said, had the exclusive right to exhibit them for one year. Um, further commissions were done by Manal Aldoayan, which premiered at Art Dubai, Angela Bullock uh, in London, and a deep multi-layered film was also created by the Chinese artist uh, Yang Fudong, which was presented in Shanghai and also at Art Basel, Hong Kong. So our company, I Am, also fosters and promotes young emerging artists. We designed a concept for a bank in Switzerland to annually commission a young artist and to do work for their offices, uh, to exhibit their art at the presentation of the commission. We also worked on special programs for luxury hotels, such as Kempinski and the Utka Collection. And this is not just hanging art in the lobby. It, um, it reaches from an art salon series to exclusive room designs with artists. Of course, these concepts are not new. It's all been done before, but 
new and special is how you put it together individually for each client. Um, I'm sitting here in our small office in a very old building going back to the 17th century uh, with a Baroque core and a beautiful courtyard uh, adorned with geraniums in the summer. It's five stories tall. We uh, do regular exhibitions here of new talent. And in the center course courtyard, there's just enough space to put an elegant dinner table, which hosts about 20, 25 guests every summer. Uh, and we celebrate a, a so-called co courtyard dinner. And in the glimmer of candles and surrounded by, by artists and gallerists and uh, interested collectors, there are engaging talks and conversations around art and culture. And um, art and life is truly connected on multiple levels. So art inspires everyone, and especially in times like these, in which we are facing really yeah, greater and greater changes, it's important to have access to art in order to understand the challenges that we face and um, to creatively think about the changes that we have to make. So presently, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we're reminded about all the freedom we usually have and the small things that we enjoy and maybe forgot to enjoy. So stay healthy, have some quiet time, preparing for new things to come. The world is changing, but we have the strength to adapt and uh, we will come out strong. So stay safe and stay healthy. And thank you for listening to MASH Podcast. Hi, this is Ellen Andrea. And you're listening to MASH Podcast.